Got two. Check, check, check. Hey, it's me over here. <laughs> I know, very awkward. Okay, thanks, uh, Michael. Thanks, Scarlett, for getting us a little uh, amplification this week. A couple weeks ago, it was so windy, I had to shout. And I, I literally lost my voice while I was talking. I was just shouting. And then afterward, Lynn always gives a good feedback. She's like, you know, you sounded so angry. You were shouting at everybody. I was, I was shouting because it was the wind. That's <laughs> okay, welcome, everyone. And it's good to see a, a big group. It seems like it gets bigger every week. And it's really awesome to be able to just gather together. And I don't know all of you, but I'm assuming that you're Christians from different places that have just thought, saw on Instagram or whatever, saying, hey, we're going to do a, a Bible study and a worship service on the beach, and here we are. So welcome. I'm glad that you're here. We're glad that you're here. A little bit of a, a background. Um, we, my wife and I, and my brother and his wife, and uh, my brother-in-law and his wife, we kind of all moved here at the same time about a month and a half ago, two months ago. And um, we really just wanted to serve God and we're just being led by the Spirit and see what would happen. And um, Dino and Ashley, my brother-in-law and uh, his wife are starting an inn here. And we're like, hey, you know what would be awesome? Because we're, we're going to start a church as well. And we're like, let's just start a Bible study on the beach and see what happens. So that's what we did. And here we are. And uh, the last couple of weeks I've been talking about um, what, who we are as a church. Because it's funny because someone came up to me last week and they're like, my friends warned me not to come to be very careful because it might be a cult or something. <laughs> and I thought, that's really good uh, feedback because, um, you know, you never know what's out there. There's all kinds of weird stuff going on in the church and in the world. So, and we don't really have much online. We, ha we had a website, but it didn't have any information on it. So she's like, I wanted to come, but I thought it might have been a cult or something. So good thing for her, we weren't a cult, I promise. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and so we put up some more information about what we believe and what we're about. And I've been talking about that the last um, basically three weeks of kind of what, are, what, are, what we're all about. What is the church all about in general? And what, what are we trying to do here? Like, what is our mission? And uh, last week I said basically it's four things. It all boils down to four things. What, why we exist, why we want to start a church, why we want to work with other churches in the area. And that's number one, to worship God. That's our number one reason for existing, is to worship God. So as a church, that's our number one reason too, worship God. Number two, to build the body. That means, you know, as Christians, we're gathered around from different places and different churches, different walks of life. But a church is called not just to worship God, that's our number one, but number two, to build the body, to build each other up, to encourage each other, to teach the word, and to build each other up in the faith. Because... I don't know if you guys know this or not, we live in a world that's becoming a little bit hostile to Christianity. <laughs> Did you know that or no? Is, that just, is it just me? So to get together like this and to get encouraged, especially in the middle of the week, it's really important. So build the body. And then uh, number, number three is um, to serve the city. Like we don't want to just be introverted and inward focused. So you actually can talk a little louder, I guess, like he says. What? Yeah, you can talk a little louder, just project a little more, he said. You want me to talk louder? Yes. You're allowed to get angry. Get angry, Brian. Are you sure? Okay, you asked for it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can hear me? How's it sound? How's the message so far? Pretty good? Pretty quick. <laughs> it's a, it's a, Ashley's like, oh, you're looking at the baby? Okay, yeah, the baby's 
Can I have the baby? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> the baby and the music are great. All right. So, <laughs> worship God, build the body, serve the city. We don't want to be just inward focused. We want to actually say, okay, why, are, why is the church here? Why, are we, why do we exist? It's not just to kind of huddle up in our own little communities and kind of be our own thing. That's important, but we're also here to serve others, serve the communities that we're in. We want to start something, um, you know, eventually on Sunday mornings in West Bradenton, and it's going to be like a hub to, to serve the community, to work with other churches and other organizations that are, you know, helping the poor and all the different needs that are out there. There's so many. Number one, worship God, build the body. Number three, serve the city. And then finally, number four, reach the world. The Bible says go into all the world and preach the gospel. It doesn't stop in Florida. And my wife and I, um, we, we believe this. We've lived our life this way. We lived 10 years in East Africa and Uganda as missionaries. We, li- we were in New Zealand the last couple of years as missionaries. So we believe in a global work of God. In fact, um, you know, we tend to focus on the United States because we love America and this is our country. But you realize that God is working powerfully in other places in the world. In the, in the Middle East, he's working powerfully. And in, in China, he's working in all the different places around the world. So reach the world number three so and then the the last thing i said last week was normally i don't do like topical things where i say this is what we're about one two three that kind of thing Um, sometimes i do but normally what we do is teach through the bible verse by verse through scripture expositional it's called expositional bible teaching that's what we love to do that's what i love to do that's kind of what i've been doing for the last 20 years and then uh, dino was last week and michael actually too they're like you know when you started saying that i kind of wanted you to just teach the bible like, it was almost like a, like a soft way to say, like, just shut up already and just teach the Bible, okay? Amen. Amen. <laughs> See? That's the way it is around here. Yeah, brothers. So, and then I thought, you know what, that's a great idea. So, you know, I'll do a little review of kind of what we're about because you may just have kind of shown up for the first time and are curious, wondering, is this a cult or not? We're not a cult. And that's what we're about. But... Um, I decided, I, was, I prayed about it, and I was reading um, the book of Colossians the other day, and I was really impacted by how simple it is and how profound it is. So if you have a Bible, turn to Colossians chapter 1, verse 1. And we'll just, every Thursday we're going to meet out here. If you're in town, join us. Um, we're actually going to try to record some of this on video. We'll see how it goes so we can put it up on YouTube and stuff. So if you're out of town, you can watch too. Um, but Colossians chapter 1 verse 1 and what we'll do each week is we'll basically just take a, a portion of the scripture and we'll study through it verse by verse and talk about it and uh, maybe afterwards we can share a little bit together it doesn't have to be like a super formal like the, what we wanted to do here was almost the opposite of like a formal church service but more of like a gathering where we worship and pray and and study God's word together so I'm not going to give you any like exceptional like three-point sermons with a funny joke inserted in the middle of it or whatever. What? Aww, why not? You like my jokes? Yeah. Speaking on the mic? I'm just kidding. But we'll just go through and um, and we'll see what we'll just what I like to do in times like this where. I feel like there's a little bit more flexibility and freedom is just to open up the scripture and see what God's word says. And I do study in advance. It's not an excuse for me not to have to study at all. I'm like, oh, I, <laughs> I don't have to study, but I do. But um, I'm not going to, you know, stand up and, you know, do the whole pulpit thing. But we're just going to do a Bible study. Does that sound good? Yeah. 
Colossians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, you guys have read the Bible before. I'm not sure if you have or not. I know I, I kind of assumed you're all Christians. You read the letters of Paul. They all start off pretty similar, but there's a lot in there. He always starts off by greeting them uh, specifically by name, the church that's at Colossae. Interesting, Paul never even visited this church before he wrote this letter. In fact, the, um, the pastor of the church, he's in there somewhere, we'll get to him. It starts with an E, I always forget his name, Epaphras. He actually was in prison with Paul. And Paul was an apostle called by God. Paul wrote a lot of, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the New Testament. So, and he wrote a lot of these letters actually from prison. You know, it's like I laugh sometimes that some of these modern-day preachers are like, if you're following the Lord, everything's going to go great for you. And there is Paul and Epaphras in prison. And it was going great for him, actually, though. They were in prison, but they were happy. <laughs> and so he had never been to Colossae, but this guy Epaphras was talking to Paul. He said, man, these guys, they're meeting on the beach. They're amazing in Colossae. I don't know if they were meeting on the beach. I just added that. But, you know, unfortunately, what was happening was that there was, some, uh, there was some false teaching that was coming into this church. So Epaphras says to Paul, as they were in prison together in Rome, hey, there's actually some people who came in who are teaching some things that are false. They were teaching things like, Jesus will save you, but you also have to do some things for him first. You know? You know the thing about the Bible, it, it, it's relevant to any age because I'm telling you right now, there's people today that will tell you, yeah, Jesus loves you, he'll save you, but there's some things you got to do for him first. You got to be a good boy, you got to go to church, you got to pray enough, you got to read your Bible enough, and they say the list of things. No. So there was an error that came in. There was another error that came in that said, Jesus is not God in the flesh. There was an error that came in that said, Jesus was just... He was a human that was he was he was blessed by God, but he wasn't God himself in the flesh. And that was a, so Paul wrote what he was writing for is to correct some of these things. And he was also writing to say, Hey, I love you guys. I never met you, but I love you. And Epaphras, your pastor, he really loves you too. You'll see it in just a second. So he starts off by saying, uh, talking about Timothy too, another guy that was with him. And uh, Timothy was another pastor of a church in Ephesus. But he says, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ. I always laugh when I read saints. What do you guys think of when you, when you hear saints? <laughs> what? Holy people? That was a great answer. So smart. Football team. <laughs> not a, it was a good answer. It was a better answer then. You think of, um, you know, I start... I, for me, I think of like Catholicism where you see the pictures of the people with the halos on their head and the staff with the cross at the top. And so they say, these are the people that were really, really special. Saints. So you think about that, but and then so you say, oh, Paul's writing to them, so that doesn't apply to me because I'm looking around the circle right now. No offense to anybody, but you guys don't really look like the saints in that sense. Some of you do. But um, it's, it's like you think of a saint as like... Uh, you know, okay, Mother Teresa, saint. Okay, um, who else? Billy Graham, maybe? 
Saint. Uh, Michael Kelly. Saint. You guys know who Michael Kelly is? Raise your hand if you know who. That's the guy. That was the guy. Scarlet knows. That was the guy leading worship. Not a saint. No, a saint. Saint, for real. Because that when, they, when he said saint, he wasn't talking about some special group of selected godly people. He was talking about normal, everyday, average people who had made the decision to put their faith in Jesus Christ. And because of their faith in Jesus Christ, Jesus says, you're now a saint. You're now forgiven. When God sees you, he sees Saint, whatever your name is. <laughs> I don't know all your names. I know my name. Saint Brian. So from now on, can you guys refer to me as... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, this isn't a cold, I swear. But if you would be so kind as to. <laughs> Grace and peace from God. So you, it's always in that order. Grace and peace. You know why? Because in, until you experience the grace of God, you will never experience the peace of God. Have you heard that before? I remember hearing that like 20 years ago. I say it every time. It never gets old for me. Because the reality is, I'm telling you guys this right now, this world is looking for, they're looking for one thing, that's peace. Whatever else anybody else may say, all the arguments and all the different positions and everything else, what everybody's looking for is peace and happiness. That's what they're looking for. And the Bible says there's a way to experience peace in this life, and that is through the grace of God through Jesus Christ. Hey, guess what? We have the answer. <laughs> Man, let me get on Facebook. I got to post it. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> Keep them coming, huh? Be here all week. The reality is that it's all, it's what people are looking for. And every time he starts all this uh, Bible study and theology, it always starts off the same way. You want peace in your life? You've got to give your life to God and experience his grace first. And some of you guys don't have peace, not because you're not Christian, but because maybe you're a legalistic person. I'm just going to say that because that's been me before. You, you focus too much on what you're doing for God, you're, gonna, you're not going to have peace. You focus too much on how good your church attendance is or how you're treating everybody else. And that, and so you're focused on yourself. You're not going to have that peace. It's only through the grace of God. Okay. We give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's verse 3. Uh, praying always for you since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all the saints. Because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before, in the word of the truth of the gospel which has come to you as it has in all the world. It's bringing forth fruit as it is also among you since the day you heard of it and knew the grace of God and truth. The grace of God and truth. There's something that, that's great about this. There's a couple things actually. And just bear with me here for a second because it's really special the way that he points out three things specifically. First of all, he says that he's praying for them since he's heard of their faith in Christ Jesus. So Paul has heard about this church that they have, number one, faith in Christ Jesus. That's what he said, right? <laughs> We've heard of your faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And, okay, number two, of your love for all the saints. We've heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints because of the, there's a third word there. What is it? Hope. Your faith in Christ Jesus, your love 
for all the saints because of the hope that is laid up for you in the gospel. Guys, have you ever heard those three words together before? Have you ever been to a wedding before? My daughter's getting married next weekend. Where is she? She's over there. Stand up, Julia. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You got to practice. <laughs> Guess what normally... So there's, there's going to be a pastor. So I'm going to walk her down the aisle. There's going to be a pastor officiating the wedding. You know who it is? Me. I didn't want to do it, though. Because I just wanted to be like father of the bride and that, the whole thing. And then she's like, no, you have to do it, right? So you know how when the bride and groom normally cry when they're doing their vows? Have you ever seen the pastor cry while he's doing the... <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'll stay strong. I'll stay strong. I'll stay strong. I'll do one tear. Like the emoji that's smiling with the tears coming down? I'll do that. <laughs> you know that one? <laughs> okay, but at a wedding, the pastor normally does... Um, 1 Corinthians 13, about love. Love never fails. So nice, so beautiful, right? And now remain these three things. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. If you read the letters of Paul and even of Peter, First and Second Peter, those three words are together all the time. And uh, I actually read something today. I want to read it to you. It's on my phone, though. Let's see if I can get it. Um, about faith, hope, and love. It was really profound, and I don't usually think that way myself, but other people do. Here it is. Listen to this. I really like this. This guy, his name's Norman Geisler. He's a, he wrote a commentary on Colossians. He said, Faith is the soul looking upward to God. Love looks outwards to others. Outward to others. Hope looks forward to the future. He said, Faith rests on the past work of Christ, love works in the present, and hope anticipates the future. And so he's talking about, of course, and love is the greatest thing. That's pretty cool, huh? So you think of faith towards God, love towards one another. We love God as well, obviously. Love God and love others. And then hope that we have towards the future. And it even says, because of the hope. Let me just give you a little bit here about uh, faith and love. When you have hope for the future, it, it actually causes you to have more faith in the present and love in the present. When you have something to look forward to, you're able to focus on what's important right now. Otherwise, you're aimless. You're just like a ship sailing at the sea. There's no ships out there. Wouldn't that be per perfect, though? There's like a ship out there. Sailing aimlessly, no direction. There's a bird out there. Does it has no hope? <laughs> but you, if you have something you're you're looking forward to, you're looking on the horizon. You're seeing there's a hope for the future. What what else do we need in the world today? A hope for the future then you're able to focus then on, okay, I have that hope. It's a sure and living hope, the Bible says. Now I'm able to focus on loving one another. I'm not worried. I mean, I get worried sometimes. I'm not going to lie to you. But I'm not worried, like, in my mind, in my heart, deep down, I know God is sovereign. He's in control of my life. He's in control of the world. 
I don't know all of you, but this I'm going to ask you to be very brave right now. And I'm going to ask you to, I know you hate it when pastors do this because I've been a pastor for a long time. You hate this. If you believe that God is sovereign and he's in control of this world, just raise up your hand right now. So guess what? That's hope. Because I know no matter what stupid things other people do, and even I do sometimes, rarely, <laughs> that God ultimately will have control of what's happening in the future. I have a hope. I have hope, and therefore my mind can be at ease, and I'm able to then focus on others who don't have hope. How do I focus on them? Love. Love. Love your neighbor. Who is my neighbor? Remember the question of Jesus? Who is my neighbor? Then he told the story. Do you remember the story he told? Good Samaritan. Who is the neighbor? The one who helps other people. I'm getting off the subject. Faith, hope, and love because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before, and the word of the truth of the gospel which has come to you. Okay, I'm going to... I'm probably going to end on this thought. Or maybe not. I don't know. Who knows? It's not like a regular church, right? Because in regular church, there's like, I've been to a church where they had a clock on the back wall and it had a countdown. She likes that. Lynn likes that. I have been known, you guys don't know me, but I've been known to preach long sometimes. So they have the clock that said, and you go visit churches and speak at other churches, the pastor says, you know, from pastor to pastor, it's like, he's hoping you get the hint. Like, you know, I usually preach for about 30 minutes. He'll tell you if you go and preach for another pastor. I usually preach for about 30 minutes. I'll be like, okay. So I should do like 45 or 50. No, we have the, clock, the timers on the back. You'll see it. <laughs> Did you know they had those, the timers on the back wall? And it goes red, and it doesn't. It, it starts counting backwards. I know this from experience. I'm like, oh, cool. There's no buzzers. There's no people coming to get me. Let's go on. Verse four. <laughs> uh, faith, hope, and love are kind of that central idea of this starting section here. But I want you to see this is very important for us. The hope that is laid up for you in heaven. So you have that hope. You have faith and love. The hope which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel which has come to you. How did these people in Colossae 2,000 years ago and these people on Anna Maria Island 2021. I had to think about the year. It's been one of those years, right? 2021. How did we hear about a hope that is able to sustain us and help us to love other people and have faith in God. How did this happen to us? It says it right here exactly how it happened. Because you heard the gospel. You heard it. And you may be able to tell some of my passion is to missions work, sharing the gospel. Even though I'm an introverted, shy person by nature, I know it's important. Because I've experienced it and I've seen it happen. That people will have hope through a simple message that you can share with them that Jesus, the Son of God, God has manifested himself, has died on the cross for your sins, and has risen from the dead. And if you believe in him, he'll forgive you of all of your sins. And you'll have a hope for the future. A gospel message. There's more to it than that, obviously, but that's what he's saying. There's a way that people are able to have hope, and that way is for us 
to share with them the gospel of Jesus Christ. But that's scary. <laughs> right? Talking to strangers or, you know, it's kind of scary meeting on the beach. Like when you came here, maybe you thought, who's going to be there? What's the path? Is, are they weird? What's going to happen? And, but you came. And that's the same thing. We're, we're part of a mission. Because I don't know you, you don't know me. But as Christians who believe in God's word, the Bible, who believe in Jesus, the Son of God, we have a similar mission together to spread hope in the world through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what he said. He said to the Colossians, he said, I've never been there, but I've heard about you guys, that you have faith, hope, and love, and all these other things he's going to say going forward. And he says, this is how it happened, because you heard the word of the truth of the gospel, and that's why you have the hope that you have. It's come to you. Verse 6. Sound good? Do you know there's a little bit of a challenge there? I'm, I'm going to stop at that verse 6, the beginning of verse 6. Middle of verse 6 next week, if you're here. But before we sing a song or two more, there's a little bit of a challenge there. And uh, I, know I, I know we're kind of all new to each other, we're new here or whatever, but if you're a Bible-believing Christian here, there's a little bit of a challenge that says there are people... I'm going to keep my voice down a little bit, but there are people on this beach that if they heard about Jesus and what he did, they would have faith in him and have hope for the future. I believe that with all my heart on this right now. And that's not like to pressure you to say, you need to go talk to three people or else. It's not like that. But I'm saying just think about that. There are really people out there who... We're getting to a post-Christian time in our country even. You know, I, I lived in East Africa and they were no joke. They were saying, we need to send missionaries to the United States from Uganda. <laughs> like, amen. <laughs> you do. Because we're getting to a time when there's, people don't know the simple message about Jesus. And they've heard his name, obviously, and they, who knows what they think of when they hear Christian, but we need to share the simple message. So there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a challenge there that we can go with. Guess what? We have a message. You have been entrusted with a message that can change someone's life for eternity. Not just for the rest of their life, but for eternity. Let's let's uh, it's precious. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have a treasure. Let's share it with other people. Sound good? All right. Where's the guy with the guitar? Right here. Okay. Oh. Got a little too close to the speaker there, didn't I? <laughs>